You are listening to the Eastern Conference Wednesday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Coming up on today's show as preparations continue for the Eastern Conference final between the Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers, we thought what better time to draft our top line using each team. So we'll get to that. We also have a ton of news and notes. How's Mike handling another early Leafs exit? And what's the latest on the Ottawa Senators sale? All that's coming up. You're listening to the Locked On NHL podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On NHL podcast your first listen on this Wednesday, May 17th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe, like and subscribe to the show. I'm Ross Levitan. You can find me five days a week over at Locked On Senators. As always, I'm joined by my Battle of Ontario counterpart, Mike DiStefano from Locked On Maple Leafs. Mikey, the conference finals are about here, and neither of us had these two teams making it to round three. No, we did not. And it seems like everything that I've said in this playoffs just has the opposites coming true. Like, I didn't think Seattle had a chance in hell in beating the Colorado Avalanche. Well, they moved on. And I thought that Seattle was going to get swept in four against Dallas. They end up uh, taking it to game seven. And obviously, I opened up my big mouth and said, Leafs in five, Leafs in five. Well, it was in five, all right, but I want the Maple Leafs moving on. It was the Florida Panthers. So I don't know, man. It's been a wild, wild playoffs. But, it, you know, as a general hockey fan, it's still been thoroughly entertaining. So before I place my bets at FanDuel, who do you think's winning this one? So I can go the other way. Oh, man. Between Florida and Carolina? Yeah. I think Carolina wins this one. I mean, but the, 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 the Panthers have been the underdogs the entire time. They've literally been an underdog in every single game through two series, and they've been able to come out victorious in both of those series. They're the underdogs right now at plus 120 over at FanDuel, but I would probably lay the change on, on Carolina at minus 145. I, I, I think that Carolina is just the better team, and I think Carolina is a more well-built uh, kind of, you know, well-oiled machine under Rod Brindamore. I think that uh, the, the yeah, just the Hurricanes – I think this is their year they get it done. And Florida, it's been a good run, but I just don't see them going too much farther than this. While we're talking about FanDuel, something where it's now not as bad to talk about is the Con Smythe and what we could be seeing for a Con Smythe winner playoff MVP at FanDuel right now. The favorite is Sebastian Ajo at plus 650, Jack Eichel in second at plus 750. Matthew Kachuk at plus 800, Mark Stone at plus 900, and Freddie Anderson at plus 950. Those are all under 1,000 to 1 odds. Where are you laying the money, or do you like a a dark horse right now? I kind of like a a bit of a dark horse, and I'll explain my reasoning, because it's it's bizarre. If you look at the Stanley Cup odds, you know, the Florida Panthers are the biggest underdogs at plus 350, yet they own two of the top six guys here in the Conn Smythe. One of those... Um, no member of the Dallas stars is actually in the top six. A lot of these guys 
are 1,100 or better odds to win it. I think that the Dallas Stars have a great opportunity to to win a Stanley Cup here. I I, I really do. So to see a guy like Rupe Hintz, who's out there just demolishing the league right now in the entire playoffs, I think he's up there right behind Connor McDavid, 19 points, nine goals so far through 13 games with McDavid and Drysaddle out of the way. You know, there's not many guys who are touching what he's been doing in this postseason. So to be able to get him at plus 1100, if they can move on and beat, um, you know, the the Vegas Golden Knights who don't really have the most stable goaltending, I think there's a good chance that uh, they go through. Dallas wins the series, and Rupe Hintz has an opportunity to be the MVP. I think that those odds, it's good value right now on Rupe Hintz. I think as much as Dallas can win, so can the Golden Knights. Jack Eichel at plus 750. I know it's not the longest of odds, but the series he just had, especially at five on five, was incredible against Edmonton. I think he's just going to keep gearing up as it goes on. But if I want a dark horse, I'm looking at Carter Verhage at plus 4,800, Mikey. There's no doubt he can go out and get five, six goals if the Panthers are going to make it past the Eastern Conference Finals. So for a value pick, I'm looking at Carter Verhage at plus 4,800. Could see it. He's got, what, uh, 12 points so far through 12 games. He's ninth in scoring. In terms of the players that are left, I believe it's, what, Hintz, Kachuk, Eichel, and then it's Carter Verhage. So he's fourth right now, tied with Mark Stone and Jason Robertson for for scoring uh, so far in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's a really good value play, too. If, if you've got belief, that the Florida Panthers can win this series. Instead of taking the Panthers at plus 120, maybe you put a little sprinkle on Carter Verhage at plus 48 to win the MVP. And three of his five goals this postseason, game winners. Talk about clutch. Well aware. Well aware, my guy. Well aware. I might sprinkle a little on Joe Pavelski too, just because I'm cheering for him with Dallas. Obviously had the four-goal game. He missed a couple games with injury as well, but – I just love the storyline, so I might sprinkle just to have a little fun on that one. What about Jordan Martinuk, who apparently can go out there and put up nine points in a series? I mean, if he does that for two more series, you're looking at a guy who's sniffing 40, 30 points by the end of this thing. I mean, well, no Jack Jordan Eichel, love. Eichel had nine points against Edmonton. I know, I know. I'm just kidding, oh, by the way. I think that cools off. I don't believe Jordan Martinuk will be putting up another nine-point series here against uh, – the Florida Panthers, but Hey, I've been wrong about a lot so far in these playoffs. We'll see what happens. We'll get back to more Eastern conference. Final talk at the end of the show, drafting our top line, top D pair and top goalie. Always fun doing a little draft on a Wednesday locked on NHL show, but we've got lots of little news and notes rumblings. If you will, what do you think is the most intriguing storyline that's of all the ones that have come across, whether it's, you know, the way the Leafs handled their locker cleanout day, the updates on the Senator sale, all bids are in the Kyle Dubas rumors where he said it straight up. If he's not with Toronto, he ain't going anywhere, but the Penguins rumors are persistent. It seems like the Penguins want to get a GM in place sooner rather than later. We've got Keith Jones, president of hockey ops with the Philadelphia Flyers. And more. Is there what stood out most to you this week? Well, I mean, I'm biased being in the market in Toronto with Lockdown Leafs and Leafs Lunch. But obviously, you know, this is a massive offseason and a big six weeks for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, a potentially franchise-altering six weeks here for this club. So 
to have your general manager kind of have reservations on wanting to continue on with the job. I think that is a big time uh, eye browsing raising, you know, situation here. Those words definitely caught my eye when he said uh, he's still not sure if he's going to return, might need to recalibrate for a little bit. Um, He did say Toronto or nowhere, but nowhere is still very much an option. Said it'll take a couple of days to figure out what he wants to do, have a chat with his family and then let uh, the, the, you know, organization know, but time's ticking, man. It's, it's been about 48 hours since he said that, you know, Monday afternoon. And and now it's like, all right, buds, you've had your time. Let's figure it out. Cause there's work to do here at the, for the Maple Leafs. They've got multiple contracts uh, pending UFAs. They've got a couple of extensions that are, are eligible on July 1st. And obviously there's also the coaching situation that needs to be dealt with. And I think the GM in place will have to make that decision. So uh, chop, chop, Kyle, chop, chop. It's going to be very interesting. Are you of the belief that one of the core four has to go? I am. I am of the belief that one of those guys probably will have to go. I think two of five people have to go. Uh, The two, um, well, the five being the core four, you know, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, and I'll throw Sheldon Keefe into the five. I think two of the five go, probably Sheldon Keefe, and then probably one of those four. The one that I'm leaning on, do we want to take a quick break and let him know afterwards, or should I spoil the party now? It's coming up right after the break. You're listening to Locked On NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that the player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over $122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are just right, guaranteed. Get the right parts and the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items low only and exclusions do apply. Locked on NHL for Wednesday, May 17th. The Eastern Conference Finals begin tomorrow. But I'm still intrigued by Mike DeStefano's tease there. Who's got to go in Toronto? I should probably take my uh, my mute off there. There we go. <laughs> I am of the belief that one Mitchell Marner might be the one who's got a bite to dust here. It's unfortunate. He's a 99-point Selkie candidate who had the best season of his career. He's a Toronto guy who wears his heart on the sleeve, grew up a Leafs fan, loves to be here, loves to play here. But unfortunately, I, I just feel like that love is is turning into, not resentment, I think it's turning into um, – I don't know, pressure. I think that the, the pressure he puts on himself, it, it really, he, he just collapses and fades come playoff time year 
after year after year. It was just not a good playoff for him in particular. Thought that game three, he was totally inexistent. Game five as well. And unfortunately, it's always been the case come playoff time. The big boys don't get it done. And I think that we, um, you know, you look at Mitch Marner, it just seems like he might be the guy because Tavares, look, as much as people would love to move that contract, I don't think it's going anywhere. He's got two more years left after this. He's the captain of the team. I don't think anyone's going anywhere, and he probably doesn't want to move himself. In fact, he said he loves being here and loves being the captain. So I don't know if he's going to wave, even if asked to wave. There's no incentive to do so either for him. Matthews is one of the best players on the planet. I think they will probably find a way to bring him back and re-sign Austin Matthews. And William Nylander is just an interesting fellow, man. I, I like the cut of his jib. He's got a, a contract you can work with. And he's a more dynamic player than I think people give him credit for. I, I think that he's somebody, when he turns it on, which is a lot more often the playoffs than these other guys, man, does that guy look dominant. So I, I, I think that he's a player in particular who the Maple Leafs would look to keep. And that kind of leaves Mitch Marner as the odd man out. And he's got that no trade clause coming in July 1st. Are you saying this needs to happen at the draft? Well, that's why Kyle Dubas needs to figure out what the heck he wants to do so they can get a GM in place to start making these preliminary phone calls and get things in order. Yes, it's exactly what I'm saying because a trade is way easier to make in the next six weeks than it will be come July 1. So, yeah, I think that the, the, the you know kind of franchise-altering move that will be made, I believe, needs to be made, has to get done before July 1. There's six weeks. I mean, we, we got to figure things out here. We can't sit here and wait if you're the Maple Leafs on Kyle Dubas. He's got to have an answer uh, to me as soon as possible. Certainly, I would probably want this before Friday um, so that this weekend he can, he can get to work and start laying down the, the groundwork to figure out how to go about this offseason and put the Leafs in the right direction to try and win a cup next year. Well, it's going to be super interesting because not only up top, but they also have a lot of question marks with a lot of free agents, whether they need to make moves to accommodate and, them or and, fill in with young players. Tons of moving parts in, with the Leafs. Ten free agents they have also to try and work out deals with. Obviously, they're not bringing them all back, but there's a few that they'd like to bring back. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, I'm sure there'd be a discussion there. I thought Luke Shen had a terrific playoff. They'd like to bring him back. What are they going to do with Michael Bunting? David Camp was a solid player for them. And, and you know, Justin Hall apparently has some R-rated pictures of this management group and coaching staff because how else can you explain the fact that he's been able to get on the ice as often as he has this year? So is he going to luck into a new extension? I don't know. It's, that's obviously a joke. But there's a lot of decisions to be made and not a lot of time to do it. And, you know, the, the clock is ticking as long as this Leafs team is without uh, a, a, you know, set in stone general manager. Yeah, and up to 401, take a turn on the 416 and make it up to Ottawa. We have one decision that needs to be made ASAP, and that's who's going to be the next owner of the team. Man, we've been covering this with all the dips and turns over at Locked On Sens, and it's like, man, we just need to reach a conclusion. We know that there's been four bids. One is a billion dollars. Now we're we have all the posturing coming out here. Like The Nico Sparks group has gotten a lot of late push with the, the addition of Snoop Dogg. My goodness, it feels like he's offering equity to, to everybody. I talked to a couple Senators alumni. They've been offered equity in the team. 
for a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Like it seems like there's like there's upwards of three hundred potential owners with one bid. Wow. How are you ever going to make a decision? And now um, the Anishinaabe uh, First Nations, which have a land claim at LeBreton, where the next arena, they've officially gone out and endorsed the Nico Sparks party. So does that add another wrinkle or is this just another name that's getting in the mix? It's so confusing because we obviously can't see behind the curtain, right, Mikey? So it's like we're just getting peppered with public releases from that. Ian Mendes has been covering them top to bottom. And then the other groups have just been silent. The only group that hadn't been silent is the one with Ryan Reynolds. And, well, they pulled out. They didn't even make a bid. So right now it's anybody's guess. We know that. Oh my God, I'm going to butcher his name. A Greek guy. Maybe you can help me out. He just bid on the Washington Commanders. Oh, Thanopolis or something like that. It's close to... Yeah, it's, it's a Greek name. His name, let's call him Steve. Okay? Steve. <laughs> Our friend Steve has a net worth of $3.9 billion. Yeah. He put in a bid. We've got... And he just bid $6 billion for the, uh, for the for the Washington Football Club. So I think he can probably handle uh, bidding on the Ottawa Senators. And then the Kimmel family, another Toronto... Um, money family they're in the mix they've got the weekend on board with them and apparently he has like a pretty deep equity stake in that and yeah nico sparks is just kind of like apparently he's a hollywood producer i recognize zero films he's more so just like the front-facing guy of a group of a million people it feels like but they're they're the one with the most public pressure right now so it's going to be ridiculously interesting to see how this all comes out it will be. It certainly will be. But um, I don't know. The NHL isn't typically like all the Flash, though. So I wonder if that will end up hurting them in in the in the end. Here, it's it's entertaining for you know guys like us in the media who have things to cover, and they're giving us a lot of it. And for fans who want to know what's going on, but ultimately, you know, that's that's a pretty tight tight knit old boys club when it comes to to ownership of an NHL franchise. I wonder if that uh, almost works against them in a way. We'll find out what will work for two of the other bidding parties. The Kimmels were former minority owners with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Michael Anlauer is currently a minority owner of the Montreal Canadiens. The sound is, is if he wins the Sens bid, he's not going to have any trouble selling off his his uh, shares of the Montreal Canadiens. But those guys, well, Anlauer being currently on the Board of Governors in the NHL, I think is probably going to, give him a bit of an inside track as well. There's one vote. There you go. Boom. There's one vote on the board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, the next step is we're going to find out who the preferred bidder is right now. They put in their final binding bids. Each group put down $50 million. Uh, they will get, it's a refundable 50 million if they don't. However, if you put down the 50 million, you're chosen as the preferred group, but then you can't close a deal. Then you lose your $50 million as a negotiating kind of tactic for lack of a better term. So, so many dips and doodles, man. And it's uh, hopefully reaching a conclusion. It sounds like we'll know next week who the next owner of the Ottawa senators might be. All right, let's get back to the conference finals coming up next. We'll do something we do often on locked on NHL's Wednesday, Eastern conference edition, big draft guys here. We do have the NHL draft coming up soon. Can't wait for that, but we're going to draft the top players from this upcoming Eastern Conference Final, and we want you to have your say below. Let us know which team you would be riding with in a best of seven. All that's coming up next. You are listening to Locked On NHL. All right, let's talk to you about a brand 
new ad. Brand new sponsor here at Locked On NHL. It's Bird Dogs. These Bird Dog shorts. We just got them today. So fired up. I look better. I feel comfortable. This is stretchy fabric, but it also kind of looks like you're wearing something, uh, yeah, comfortable, but also sharp. They're versatile. gives me some freedom. I love it, man. These shorts are great. So I'm going to be wearing these all over the place. And you can already see lots of people wearing them through successful examples. You go to Pardon My Take. PFT famously never wears pants. The only shorts he truly loves are Bird Dogs. You can get it on right now at Bird Dogs online. BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. So if you go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNHL, when you enter our promo code LockedOnNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. You kidding me? Look at that. BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. And when you enter code LockedOnNHL, they're going to throw in a custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So go check them out. They're so comfortable. Great fit, great comfort, great versatility. It's all at Bird Dogs. You're listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. We've got local experts on the biggest stories five days a week. Your favorite team will never feel too far away when you've got a Locked On podcast subscribed on your phone. You can also subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment below. Mikey, it's Eastern Conference final time. There's only two teams, Carolina, Florida. Who is your number one pick as we draft our starting lineup? of players participating in this game. You're gifting me the number one pick here? Certainly am. Wow. Okay, hold on. Before we get into it. It's been a tough week for you. I get it. Hang on, though. We got to establish how we're going to go about this draft, okay? Okay. So are we doing for point system, okay? Just point for point? Are goals worth any more? It's just point for point. Ooh, let's go point for point. No, two for a goal, one for an assist. Okay, that changes changes things very much in my eyes for who I go with. And second of all, is this a snake draft or are we just going one, 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 one? I was gonna say one, 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 one. What do you, what would you prefer? Well, I mean one, 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 one would definitely benefit myself, but I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I mean it's easy when you're just doing one after the other, I suppose, and you're just gifting me the first pick and after that we're going in order. Plus, I don't think there's really a slam dunk first pick anyway, to be honest with you. So no. yeah, I guess it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense here to to snake it up. But all right. I'll, and for I'll goalies one point for a win, two points for a shutout. And we'll keep track, and then at the end of the round, we'll tally it up, and we'll see who wins, pal. I'm excited. Five points for a shutout. Come on, if you get a shutout in a conference finals game. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Five points for a shutout. Five points for a shutout. All right. You know a a goalie-friendly show had to get that in there. Yeah, fair enough. With my first pick in the draft, I will select... Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo is going to be my pick. I like him. I think he's the best player on the Carolina Hurricanes. With Sveshikov injured, 
that guy's got to be relied upon to score some goals here for this team. I like Sebastian Ajo a lot. I think he's going to have a big series. Let's roll with it. Ajo, number one pick. Welcome to the team. So we're just doing three forwards, or are we specifically doing a center and two wingers? I would do three forwards. Three forwards. Perfect. So Sebastian Ajo, first overall pick in the draft. I like that because you're leaving my guy. I know I've bet against Carolina. I'm doing it again. And if Florida's winning, Matthew Kachuk's fingerprints will be all over it. He's the leading scorer in the playoffs who is participating in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that is why with 16 points in 12 games, and he's due for some goals because all five of his goals in this postseason came in round one. So he's due. He's my guy. He's the type of guy you win with, and that's the type of leadership we need on Team Ross for the conference finals. <laughs> All right. It's a good pick, buddy. It's a good pick. But guess what? I'm going to actually go and grab myself. Um, I'm going to go grab myself. <sighs> do I want to go there this early? I think I do. Give me. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do it. Give me Brent Burns. Give me. Brent Burns. I'm taking the best defenseman available when it comes to putting up points for fantasy that's remaining here in this series. Give me Brent Burns with my second pick. I disagree. I think there's a defenseman who has better point production, and I'm not letting you get one and two. So I'm taking Brandon Montour right back in your face. I knew you were going to do that, though. I knew you were going to do that. And I, I knew if I went defenseman, there was no way that I wanted to get Burns, first of all, over Montour. So I knew I had to get the defenseman first. But I was debating on taking this other player who, if I went defenseman, knew that you would go, which left this guy on the board for me. Ooh, Jordan Martinuk? Give me your guy, Carter Verhage. Oh. Carter Verhage, welcome to the team. He's going to score some daggers on you, pal. You're going to wish. I don't you even know. know spell. I don't even know. How to, that's a tough name to spell. V E R H A E. Yeah. V H E. E. Not two E's. No. A E. H A E G H E. Oh my God. Okay. Egg He. You can look at that as long as you want and still doesn't look right when I write it down. But I I appreciate that pick. He's clutch, gets the game winners, as I mentioned earlier on in the show. All right, I feel like I'm – Hell of a shot, dude. Hell of a shot off the rush. He can really, really shoot the pill. So goals are worth two, I think, for Haggy. That adds a little bit of a boosted value to him in particular. Yes, it certainly does. With my next pick, I will go with a guy who can explode offensively Mm, he's done pretty decent but i think there's another gear to his game i'm gonna go with seth jarvis with my next pick seth jarvis is the answer yeah i was not expecting seth jarvis to be the guy i think he's gonna come up big here i think he's gonna come up big he's got six even strength points so far this postseason eight points in 11 games and i want to see more from the speedy undersized winger. That's that look, he was on my list. He was on my list, but I got a couple more names that were on my list of guys who I was considering taking. And you left the guy who's literally at the top of mine. I can't believe that I'm getting him this late in the draft, to be quite honest with you. 
look, he has not had a stellar offensive playoffs here. He was kind of shut down against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but this is a point-per-game player over the course of the year. He's, he's a potentially top-ten player in the NHL. I'm talking about Sasha Barkov, the captain of the Florida Panthers. Thank you very much for giving me Sasha Barkov in the fourth round. What a steal. All good with me, man. I actually wrote Dan Barkov before you said it. I knew that's where you're going. That's fine. I thought I you were going there. A guy who's under, you know, he's underachieved to this point, but felt he was going to, you know, explode at some point. That's how I swear I thought you were going Barkov. No, no. I, th- I think that two goals in 11 games, you might get a few assists out of him, but unless he really turns it around, I'm not, not really worried about that. I'm going to take a guy who's been scoring goals. I'm going to take Sam Reinhart. With my final forward pick. I just love the way he plays. I was between him and one. Well, you've got all your forwards, so I can say. I was between him and Bennett. I was between him and Bennett. And you didn't have Nakash on your on your list here? Oh, he, he hasn't impressed me that much this postseason, no. to be honest with you. That he had a really, really quality closeout game. He's starting to heat up again. He was okay. he was on my list of guys who I considered taking. All right, look, uh, I'm surprised. You probably should have went uh, defenseman because then you could have got the next best D-man yeah. since I was done with forwards. I'm so not I guess worried. I'll go ahead and I'll take Aaron Ekblad if you're going to leave him there for me. Oh, wouldn't have been my pick. Oh, come on. No, Are, wouldn't have been my taking? pick. Gostas Bear? No, I, I'm I'm between a couple guys. I'm, I'm still unsure. I'm between a couple. I'm still unsure. I might go just for pure... Pure attempt based off of ice time is where I think I'm going to go. Gus I'm gonna go no, I'm going to go with uh, Jacob Slavin. Okay. 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 Typically, it, he's probably the best defensive defenseman in the NHL. But if I'm not mistaken, in the playoffs, he's been able to put up some points. And, and, and I think it's just because of what you said. He's on the ice. He touches the puck a lot and happens to rack up some assists. That's Six points. Six points in eleven games plus fourteen ain't bad either, but I like the yeah. six points in eleven games. I'm going. I like how neither of these goalies in this series are really standing out. Where it's not often we leave those till the very end. No, and I was kind of hoping that you were going to take one of these guys, so I didn't have to make the decision, and and now I do. Um, you see, I'll tell you exactly where I'm struggling here with this. Okay, and this is what all fantasy anyone who does fantasy hockey or fantasy football, baseball, whatever it is, they struggle with this. There's one category that's worth more than the other, and it's shutouts. Okay, I think that Bobrovsky has the better, the more, more is more likely to get a shutout in this series than I think Freddie Anderson is. And because we have shutouts worth five points, just one shutout is worth basically two and a half wins. So, like, I'm struggling here. But I... I'll go with the I'll go with the the automatic eight points, and I'll I'll take I'll take Freddie Anderson if I believe it's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes who win this series. I guess that means I I somehow have faith in Fred Anderson to get it done. As he a never leaf, let you down. As, as never a leaf you down. guy, yeah, it's a painful thing to say as a Leaf guy. But like, do we really think that Bobrovsky is is gonna continue what he did in the Leafs series? I I don't know, man. I, I'm not I'm not sold that he he could continue to play that level of hockey for for this long. 
We haven't seen it in four or five years. Yeah, you're right. We haven't. We haven't, but we've seen it recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I really need to to see to to believe this. I think that we could be in a spot here where it's his series. He might come out here and say, "I'm a ten million dollar goalie," and we're pulling it up. If you're watching on YouTube, the final teams: Team Mike has Sebastian Aho, Carter Verhage, and Sasha Barkov up front. Brent Burns and Aaron Ekblad on the back end, and Freddie Anderson in goal. I've got Matthew Kachuk, Seth Jarvis, and Sam Reinhardt up front. Brandon Montour and Jacob Slavin on the back end. And Sergei Bobrovsky in goal. I think we're going to have some fun following this over the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, we will. We'll be trading texts back and forth. Verhaggy's going to snipe, too. Uh, we're going to see Brent Burns score on the power play. And you're going to get a real quick text saying, told you so. Uh-oh. Told us so. I I'll told be- us so. I'll be awaiting that, but it should be a great series. Game one tomorrow, Thursday, and game two on Saturday night from Carolina before the series shifts south to Florida for games three and four. Mikey, any final thoughts on today's show? Really quickly, um, you know, just to put a bow on, on I guess, a quick preview on this series, I, I really I, – I, I'm curious to see if Florida can – continue to have their success if Carolina continues to neutralize kind of the speed and the forecheck of, of their opposition. Cause you know, I, Hey, the, the devils tried to, you know, do that. And it, it quite frankly didn't work as much, right? That's a pretty speedy, quick team. And they were able to neutralize them for four of the five games here. So can Florida get through that? Can their forecheck be as effective against Carolina as it was in, in Toronto. I, I'm not sure. I think that's a much stronger defensive group in Carolina. I think they're they're much more uh, well-built. I think they're well-structured. So for that reason, I, I really do see that as a, a strong reason for believing in my Carolina Hurricanes. All right. Well, time will tell. Mikey, always a pleasure doing this every Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we'll be through four games, and we'll have a better idea of how our drafts have gone. And all of, hopefully we have an answer too of the next uh, owner of the Ottawa Senator. So let's stir the pot. We'll get out of here on that. Thank you for making my sweep. I was sweeping up, sweeping up here. We'll be through four games. Could be a sweep, pal. No chance. No chance. Zero percent chance on a sweep. But for today, we say goodbye. For Mike DiStefano, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On NHL Podcast, your team every day.